SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Let's welcome Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who's a research scientist and director of Madi Sebo University Research Institute, talking around the issue that Prince Mangosuthu Butelezi's position as traditional prime minister is being challenged in the courts by Queen Sibongile and her daughters, Princess Ndando Yenkosi Zulu Duma. They say that Butelezi should not be allowed to engage in royal wars, and we are referring here to the Zulu royal uh, family. Uh, They go on to say that the position is constitutionally unrecognized and uh, that's why we have Dr. Zulu on the line who's going to be helping us understand how this position exists and where it comes from. Um, Thank you very much for joining us Dr. Zulu. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Uh, Thank you very much and also greetings uh, to your audience. This uh, current court case uh, and uh, this battle between uh, Prince Mangosuthu Butelezi and uh, um, Queen Sbongile, where does it come from? Okay, uh, so I won't really comment on the on the court case, but I will talk about the historicity of this um, prime minister position. So basically, uh, this position. Uh, it comes from long time ago. So, for example, um, the King Shaga during uh, King Shaga is actually appointed uh, a prime minister by the name of uh, Ngangalele. So, and that was immediately after the uh, Zulu War of 1817 to 1819. So, and essentially the sorry. <clears throat> so, essentially. The position of a prime minister is that of a of a vanguard of the kingdom is a, is that of a of a strategist, you know, somebody who always comes an advisor to the to the king who always comes with the um, the avant garde of, of of new ideas, new methods, and also um, they are they are members of the royal council, of course, uh, in terms of governance and so forth. Uh, so in the particular case of Ngangalele, uh, what happened in that particular case is that after the defeat of the Ndwandwes, then, uh, you know, he was appointed also to, to be an administrator of that particular area, you know, that, that was running. And then, and then we have, and, and after him, of course, uh, and then we have, of course, uh, Dinga, and as you know, you know, King Shaga was, 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 was uh, usurped from power by assassination, and then Dingani took over. And then, uh, in the case of Dingani, what uh, what happened in that particular case? He appointed Njela uh, Kasumbis as a as, as a traditional prime minister. So, 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 and, and and that's because you know he was drawing from the strategy because Njela Kasumbis was actually a military general, so he was a, a military strategist. And maybe if I can explain the concept of a strategist, a, a strategist is someone uh, who. Who, whose ideas are not confined to the operations, but uh, they also give you a helicopter view of of the situation. You know, whereas somebody who's in operations, operational details, uh, their ideas are going to be more on the caterpillar view. You know, so that that kind of makes a decision. So in that particular case of Dingani, then Jela was both a military general, but also the the traditional uh, prime minister, of course. And then, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, after that, so Mpande uh, takes over, overthrows uh, Dingani, and in that uh, particular case, 
then um pande appoint nyamani butilisi so ngangalela of course is also butilisi they come from the butilisi clan and then his son nyamani becomes of course the um the traditional prime minister and Mbande around 1840. And then uh, now what's interesting in that particular case is that uh, Myamani is not the military general as such like is the case with Nzela. But what happens is that he does also have a military background. He leads, for example, uh, at some point during the Anglo-Zulu War, uh, you know, uh, the great uh, uh, Zulu commander by the name of Mbelin Jamini, he asks Mpande to, to send uh, his army, of course, to, to send reinforcements to fight. And we see Myamani there uh, uh, coming with troops from, Ulu, uh, from Ulundi, and we're talking here about Kachoy, of course, the, the son of Mpande, uh, leading and coming to fight, and they, they, they actually defeated the English army there. So, so in, in general, then, and, and also we find that uh, after the, the destruction of the, of the Zulu, uh, we are talking here uh, around, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, 1879, uh, 1879 when, the, when the Zulu kingdom was destroyed, then uh, the British, you know, they partitioned uh, the Zulu kingdom into, let's say, 13 uh, chiefdoms. And most of those systems goes to what uh, Mantagaz under Zipip. Zipip is a brilliant uh, commander who helped to defeat the English at Isandwa. But now in this particular case, he has turned against the, the, the Zulu royalty of Usutu. And then so the Usutu then, uh, they get into civil war. And in that particular civil war, it's also noteworthy to show that Myamani, um, who's the Treasury Prime Minister, fights on the side of Usutu. So essentially then, maybe this concept of a traditional prime minister, sorry, <clears throat> can be, uh, if I can put it today's um, political situation, it's not exactly the same as, let's say, a, a British prime minister, but it would be similar to a country called Iran. So in Iran, uh, the way that country is organized politically, so they have your normal democratic parliament, government, and stuff like that. But on top of that, they have a council, the Supreme Council of Ayatollahs. And their function is that of a vanguard. So if, for example, let's say a government was to cut a deal with, uh, that, 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 a, a deal with maybe enemies of the country or a deal that is detrimental to the interests of the people who voted for the government, then the Supreme, sorry, the Supreme Council would actually, uh, you know, rebuke them or even even fire the government and, and create a new government. So that's a role of a vanguard. So that is that role of a traditional prime minister in the Zulu, just just to give you that that, that, that background. I'm glad that you've uh, given a, a proper explanation and the historical uh, background of uh, the traditional prime minister's uh, role and where this uh, comes from. So why then would uh, this be deemed constitutionally unrecognized? Is it because there is no set a law in now government that would recognize it, hence uh, the consultation around the traditional prime minister's role? Well, you know what? That, that, that's, an in, that, that's, a, that's an interesting part. Uh, I, I don't think to say it's not recognized is correct, uh, but uh, it's, not, it's not spelled out in, the, in, the, um, in that act that, that, you know, that, that, that is the one that actually, you know, and, uh, gives powers to the Zulu uh, royalty, the king, and so forth. So, uh, 
I, I really don't know uh, what happened in that particular case. Uh, but of course, there is a part of the act that talks about the royal, the royal family, uh, because and then of course, you know, uh, something to the effect that uh, the royal family uh, and, and and when you re- and, and immediate family members, right? And that would include, of course, like if you look at King, uh, sorry, Prince Mangosutu Telezi. Uh, he is the he is the son of Princess Magoko, uh, you know, and and Princess Magoko is actually Rahadi, so is the sister to is the sister to the king. You see, they're both uh, Magoko and, and 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 the grandfather of uh, Zulitine. You know, they are the ch- they are siblings and they're children of Dinizur. You see, so so they are very strongly connected that way. But another important point to make here is that in the indigenous uh, uh, governance system and also indigenous society, Rahadi is extremely important. It's very, very powerful. Uh, so so we, see, we see, for example, you go back in Zulu, like if you go back to, let's say, during King Shaga, uh, you have Mkabai. Um, Mkabai uh, is actually Rahadi. And, uh, and, and, and what happens is that when Senzangakona, the father of King Shaga, you know, passes on, the, the royal family decide that uh, Sikuchana will become the king. But uh, Rahadi, uh, along with the royal council, they don't, they, they, don't, they don't approve of that. They don't like that because they don't think it's the right move. And what happens in that particular situation is that Rahadi rallies the troops. And then uh, Sikujana is overthrown, and King Shaga takes over. So, 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 so Rahari is very, very powerful, and so Mangosutu is the is the child of of of, uh, of Rahari. So, so, so these are very powerful figures in the Zulu governance system, and that's why he's playing this role, and that's why I use the word Vanguard, because Vanguard is uh, is this somebody who's in the forefront. Like if you if an army goes out, for example. Uh, to conquer a particular place, uh, there will be a portion of an army that gets sent in advance, and that is the vanguard. So they're always in the forefront. So in this particular case, uh, it, it, it's very critical for him to be a vanguard with respect to the governance and also issues of succession to play that that awful role there. So it, it, so we don't know <laughs> what, what uh, you know how the court is gonna. Look, uh, look at this, that, that sort of stuff. But there's also another uh, principle that I want to make without, of course, commenting on this case. But there's one principle I just want to point out, and this is a principle called uh, default. Uh, you know, it, it applies in contracts. Uh, it's called default law. So, so if there's a contract between, between people, and then, of course, everything that is written in that contract uh, that spells out is, is what is regulating or governing that particular relationship. But in the event where, for example, somebody doesn't live by that, uh, let's make a practical example. Let's say I'm a director of a company, and then so is, this is a limited company. So that means there's a limited liability in case the company gets into trouble. But let's say, you know, I use my bank account, I go to McDonald's or wherever, I buy food, I, I, I buy things that have nothing to do with the company. What's going to happen in that particular case is that uh, the default law is going to come into place to say that, well, you did not live in accordance with this thing. You didn't, you know, you, 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 you treated this thing as your private thing. 
So, so we don't know because, uh, you know, in this particular case, uh, whether, uh, you know, those, those kind of, you know, polygamous marriages that took place, uh, whether they'll have an impact on this kind of thing. But just coming back to the point, uh, I think that uh, the, the, you cannot deny the role of a, a, a vanguard of, of the traditional uh, prime minister. That, that one is, is there historically. You've got scholars, Zulus, great Zulu scholars, like, for example, Mazizi Gune, in his book called uh, Shaka the Great. He talks about Bengalele, mm. you know, as a traditional prime minister. And he even talks about Myanmar also as a, as a traditional prime minister. So it is the, 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 what's going to happen, I think, in this, in this particular case, uh, they'll have to bring in a Zulu expert. You know, if, 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 if Mazizi Kudan was still alive, I think he would be the best uh, expert witness in that particular case, at least to by the role of the uh, Zulu uh, prime minister, for example. Dr. Zulu, with all that you have just, um, you know, enlightened us with around um, the position of a traditional prime minister, uh, such as Prince Mangosuthu Butelezi, it is clear that uh, there could be a missing gap within uh, the education of uh, the rich history of uh, the Zulu people within the royal house. Because if this was understood, um, uh, this court case might not be one that we'd be talking about today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I think, I think, you know, our society suffers from uh, this phenomenon of colonial conquest, or what I refer to as the ECC, Euro-Christian colonial conquest, which really, uh, you know, worked to destroy our culture and also to even to <laughs> to kill the teachers who teach the culture, because that's what used to happen during colonial times, so that there's nobody to teach them. So indeed, there is that knowledge gap, and it is it is quite regrettable that you know we find ourselves in this particular state. Nonetheless, uh, we are working very hard, like Madisebo University Research Institute, to actually research and, and and bring this knowledge, retrieve this knowledge, and you know publish, write books uh, so that our people can be better educated about it. And in fact, you know. The role of a traditional prime minister is very, is very powerful, is very impressive, because as I said, you know, it makes it uh, in, instead of somebody being bogged down in details, uh, somebody foregrounds the principles of the situation, you know, the, the principles of of the knowledge, brings in this, and is somebody who's perpetually uh, thinking about innovative ways in which the kingdom can be improved, can be modernized, and, 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 and stuff like that. And, 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 and which explains why, you know, King Kechuayo, who is the great, great, great grandfather of uh, King Zolitino, for example, he, he, he had great admiration for, for this Nyamani, of, you know. Um, and, and, and there's also a Swazi connection there, <laughs> uh, because Mbilini uh, Tamini was actually the son of Sopuza, you see. And, 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 and he was, of course, the, uh, the most brilliant uh, commander. In fact, I'm writing a book about him because I believe that uh, if, if the Zulu official dome had followed the ideas of Tamini, uh, 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 the English army would not have reached Ulundi. They would have been defeated at Eshowe. You see, Eshowe was actually the deciding factor. So, uh, but all these things, I think, will be 
will be better understood as we work more on uh, retrieving uh, this knowledge and also bridging the gaps that you just talked about, because there is a lot of a lot of gap there. Uh, I think we Africans uh, need to write more about ourselves, and also we need to build our own schools, right, so that we can teach uh, people the correct way. I always like to make an example about the buffalo. If you look at the buffalo, uh, buffalo has got its own school where it teaches the buffalo children. And then, uh, so, so, so when he encounters the lion, the buffalo knows what to do, you see. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but if the buffalo didn't have a school and it went to the lion school, then the lion school would always be, the lion professor would always be saying that, no, man, you've got horns and, and, and the lion, nobody has got horns, so we need to chop off your horns. You know, uh, you've got these hooves, they make a lot of noise. We need to get rid of this and, and put on the poles so that, you know, you're quiet, you know, you're muted and, and, and stuff like that. And, and that's where the Africans find themselves uh, today in the sense that our knowledge is suppressed, uh, our voices are muted, we are not allowed to foreground to the African origins of knowledge. But it doesn't, but, but we can change that. And uh, uh, that's why I always tell people that we don't even need to be complaining about somebody did this or racism here or what. We, we need you just to stand up and, and do things ourselves. And in that particular way, I think we are going to bring better knowledge for the future generations. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what we hope for, and that's what uh, I think a lot of Africans are gearing for. Um, Dr. Zulu, in, in terms of the role or the position of traditional prime minister, I know you've made some examples around uh, South Africa, but the rest of the African continent, is this a role that is recognized and upheld, um, or is it just unique uh, to uh, you know, the, the Zulu royal nation, or is it you know, open for everyone? Well, no, that all actually exists. You find it uh, in, in many various cultures, like Basutu, they'll call him, uh, like Nzulu, I think is called uh, Ndunankulu, Ndunankulu Yezwe, for example. And Basutu, but they have got the same concept. Dunakulu Yanahakapa, Dunakulu Yalohuta, something like that. Uh, they have that. So, uh, different cultures will practice in, in different ways. But if I, I can bring in uh, one person who actually was uh, a vanguard on the African continent, I think, uh, although, of course, at the political level, that would be um, the former president of Nigeria, Obasanjo. So, uh, for example, Obasanjo, when they realized that uh, Nigeria was becoming, you know, corrupt, politicians were becoming corrupt and stuff like that, they staged a coup. And they took all these politicians, put them in jail, and then, and then they just made sure that the country was on the right track. And then there was, of course, the war, and then Bafra declared the republic. It was Obasanjo who was sent as a military commander who went to to the north, and he actually defeated that uh, the Bafra army, and actually uh, secured the surrender of, of 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 that particular republic. And so you look at that and, and, and you see that as an example of the vanguard, right? Uh, it's something that transcends politics. Now, in our country here, of course, uh, because we, we don't really take a page from our traditions. So if you look at our, you know, our government here, we had, we had, a, 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 we, we had a, a, the previous government under Zulu, uh, Zuma, for example. And if you look at the direction they were moving in, 
they moved into bridge and, you know, there was more alliance with countries like China, Russia, and so forth. And then we have a new government under President Cyril Ramaphosa, and you see a 180-degree change. Uh, you know, we are, we are now moving more towards, you know, America and so forth, and we hear a lot about IMF and stuff like that. So, so what's happening is that uh, the ruling party doesn't have this vanguard system, <laughs> you know? So, so because, because, you know, if you are moving in a certain direction and you make 180 degrees, that's a big change. You're supposed to say, no, 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 no. Why are we making such a radical change? But we don't have that. So, so that's why the indigenous knowledge is very critical uh, so that, uh, you know, we can enhance our governance, uh, we can enhance our leadership, and we can also have more strategic uh, thinking so that we can actually have people who are strategists, who think more about the principles, you know, mm. and they are not bogged down in these uh, operational duties. Dr. Zulu, I, I cannot agree with you more, but my question uh, is, uh, how can we ensure, like for instance, what you are telling me today is, is new to my ears in terms of the history, and, and obviously, once I hear something so intriguing, so informative, I want to pass it on, but how do we make sure that from a basic education level, everyone is able to access African indigenous historical knowledge? Yeah, that's I know. That's a very good question. Uh, so we we run courses uh, in our institute, uh, you know, where people come and and take courses in in all African knowledge, African cosmology, and and, and so forth. And I, I would like to say that the real change uh, is going to have to start at home, uh, because we sort of have this expression that says "people are native, So meaning the knowledge that you acquire via you know, the mother, the mother is a great professor. So it's going to be very critical to have that. But what is maybe uh, in, uh, hindering the situation is that a lot of black kids uh, suffer under the crushing blow of the fat absence wound. You see, so, so military hatata, you know, she's trying to to, to keep things moving and keep the fires burning and so forth. And if it was only because of the black mother, they would be black family, right? So I think uh, that's where we need to put a lot of our energy to rebuild our African families to, to make sure that there is an environment that will be conducive to learning and reading. Because one of the issues that we realize, we encounter, is that there's not a lot of reading that takes place there used to be a lot of reading in my days during anti-apartheid movement, but uh, we don't have as much readers now as we used to have before. But uh, but we are working on that. So so I think the the home is very critical to knowledge acquisition, so that then when kids go to school and other places, then they already have this effervescent a uh, desire of of knowledge. They want to gain knowledge and uh, they want to uh, learn more. Thank you so very much, uh, Dr. Uh, Zulu. And I, I really think I should engage in one of your courses at uh, the Madisebo University Research Institute. Thank you for joining us. It's a minute after 11. It's a time for us to go to Luyanda Mawome, and uh, he's going to give us the news bulletin.